0: Welcome, this is the Effective Challenge podcast. My name's Damien and this is where I discuss topics that are relevant to both individuals and teams And the content is aimed at things that you can practically do to improve your performance. And as a result of that, the results you're able to achieve. I'm really interested in any comments you got around the content or perhaps topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Uh, Please drop me a line. It's Damien at EffectiveChallenge.com. That's Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N at EffectiveChallenge.com. welcome effective challenge podcast episode 19 i hope you're well hope things have been uh, going well for you since the last cast uh, and thanks for the feedback for those that provided it on that uh, all about uh, the importance of defining the work we need to do well, one comment i thought i would share a bit of feedback that i got uh, from one particular individual uh, was around the feeling of of you know feeling quite guilty of the time spent defining work and was that something that was common for people uh, I'd say I'd say yes it is I'd say there's some of the feedback I get is that that scene may not be guilt but seen as a bit of a luxury to to spend a bit of time planning and, and prepping uh now um I'd be really interested in other people's thoughts on that. If 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 you have similar feelings and and perhaps more importantly um, ideas about how you've looked to overcome that uh, those feelings, uh, it'd be it'd be interesting to see to see what people come up with. Um, so episode nineteen, uh, something a little bit different. Um, we've focused over the recent set of casts more on the individual and the you know things we can do to improve our own personal performance today's cast is is more aimed at probably teams and organizations uh, the title uh, agile or anarchy you decide um, that that's born out of um, a, a conversation i've I have reasonably regularly um, with people uh, I say reasonably regularly this is over the last sort of five or so years sporadically people talking about agile and the benefits of agile to delivery of change Um, principally certainly in the early days um, um, that I was involved in in agile delivery probably I don't know 10 years ago something like that. Um, so certainly not not the f- the first uh, iterations of, of agile delivery but you know fairly early uh, and and subsequently you know lots of the conversations that that i have i would say uh, people really like the idea of you know what they read about agile delivery and they like they like the promise that it can deliver, um, so you know um, less waste, uh, faster turnarounds, uh, seeing things, you know, products and change happening quicker than perhaps some of the more traditional delivery methods. Um, but what they don't tend to do is perhaps enough research, perhaps enough understanding around some of the implications that that means. And by implications, I mean some of the things that you practically need to do to make agile delivery. Come to life. I think, you know, certainly what I've observed uh, is is when you don't do that, you can quite quickly find yourself uh, in a place where instead of it being agile delivery, um, it can quite quickly descend into anarchy, and and that can be quite well. It can be, you know, certainly productivity can can really take a hit, uh, and a lot of the promise that that agile says that it can do uh, quickly diminishes but perhaps you know from my point of view uh, more importantly it can become quite a quite a frustrating place to operate in uh, for 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 all sorts of reasons and for all sorts of of people so the the teams that are actually doing delivery very unsure about what they're doing and where it fits in Um, some of the kind of beneficiaries of the either the change or the product that that that's being developed quite frustrated that they aren't getting what what they thought they were going to get in the timescale that they thought they were going to get it in or the fact that perhaps their uh, their input isn't being considered quite how they thought it, it might be or the other end of, of that particular um, spectrum is that uh, people uh, the recipients of, of the change or the or the product, Hadn't appreciated quite how much of their time would be needed to steer and drive and provide feedback, uh, so you know it takes quite a commitment to to do that. So very quickly, teams can be quite un- become quite unfocused, and um, you know the productivity tends to dip. So to me that is is an important subject you know being really clear about when we're thinking of doing things in perhaps considering different methodologies and and different approaches to deliver uh different outcomes that we understand you know what it is uh, and the consequences and implications of of whichever method we want to use and how we can best apply them to our own environment and and in some cases in actual fact, in majority of cases, in my experience, adapt them to the environment that you that you find yourself operating in. Uh, I think too often it can be uh, uh, people perhaps read a book, or uh, or oh, it's very often the case just a magazine article, uh, and and then kind of like. Uh, try to, to implement off the back of that and, and find quite quickly that it's a bit harder than, than perhaps they first thought. So so this cast is going to focus on some just some observations that I've had uh, both personally and working uh, in different environments, uh, different organisations, looking to do things in a more you know, a more agile way, more incremental way uh, to achieve um, bigger sets of, of change, and yeah, you know, I guess you know a lot of the uh, genesis of, of agile delivery. Certainly, it's current iteration. It, there's quite you know, quite a lot of advances were made around software engineering, but I would suggest uh, it it probably goes back even further than than that. Uh, particularly if you, you look at some of the manufacturing uh, methods that had popularity at various points over over the kind of 20th century, uh, you can probably trace quite a bit of agile delivery principles back, back to them. Um, so, yeah, so a few observations uh, and a few examples. Um, I suspect I'm going to perhaps some of this might jar with people and people will say I've just not really understood what Agile was all about. Uh, So, yeah, I guess my health warning for this cast is this is just my observations, not necessarily putting myself up as a a particular expert on, on Agile delivery okay so let's uh, there's a there's a number of these observations I've, I've kind of grouped them uh to give you a sense uh that, of the things i'll be talking about the, the the kind of need for big picture clarity uh the need uh certainly in the execution phases of, of keeping things simple uh the absolute paramount importance of keeping people within teams in sync um, the fact that despite what some people might believe, you, you do have plans in, in Agile. Uh, the fact that feedback is is uh, so important and I guess this kind of relates to the people being in sync but feedback being super important as part of the way of working and final point is around uh, introducing agile and consideration of the wider environment particularly around organisations that, that the agile way of working is needing to uh, be used in okay so let's kick off with the first of those big picture clarity So uh, this one deliberately picked out first. Um, Very often uh, people, when they talk about agile, they will talk about the need to not have uh, big long term plans and spend more time in action, spend more time in the doing. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. But that only works if you really understand what ultimately it is you're trying to to achieve. And um, I would bring out a couple of elements to this. So sometimes uh, people will quite quickly talk about self-organising teams. So people bringing themselves together based on you know, what it is they're trying to achieve. Um, I guess the clue, there's, there's a clue in this, which is the self-organising. And I would just add self-organising around what? And uh, really understanding that. Big picture clarity uh, can can really enhance the 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 detail and definition around the what. Uh, I'd add to the what the why. You know why is it you're doing this thing in the first place? So providing that context for people uh, is is in in my experience in, invaluable. Um, but the counter to that is being really open minded about the how. So allowing people the freedom to experiment, to explore, uh, to innovate um, around a something, though. So around the big pitch what and, and a context understanding of the of the why. So that's big pitch clarity. OK, let's move on. Keep it simple. Uh, so keeping it simple in, in this sort of territory actually requires quite a lot of uh, hard prioritisation. So, how you're going to spend your time? How you're going to spend your resources? How you're going to take on probably, in some cases, some quite complex challenges? How you're going to break those down into meaningful, um, deliverable, short-term pieces of work? There's a whole language around this that that often gets unleashed uh, with agile things like sprints, etc. I don't really mind what you call them, but they tend to be quite self contained pieces of work over a relatively short period of time. Now to achieve that you need to prioritize and uh, typically you need to prioritize hard and to achieve that you need some decent criteria. So what's important and that, you know, we'll come on to this about, you know, the the importance of keeping people in sync, but you know, uh, the the criteria is really generated by what's important to the end user Uh, and for me that's where success can can really help. Another reason to keep it simple is uh, it, it generates a real focus Uh, particularly over the short term. So you're utterly clear about what you're looking to explore and experiment with and hopefully achieve and make some progress uh, over a short term time horizon. Now dependent on the environment will determine what that short term horizon looks like. In some cases, that might be in the course of a day. Uh, In other cases, it might be the course of a month to six weeks. Uh, But even if you're talking a month to six weeks, you would look to generate even more focus around the day-to-day activity about what it is you're looking to achieve. And to do that brings on my final point around keep it simple, and that's discipline. So the discipline to... Uh, set out with a broad kind of what it is you're trying to achieve uh, clarifying you know what is your current approach and then executing on it so this is one of those things that some people might be sitting there getting a bit kind of irritated to say, "Oh, yeah, but you don't want to be too disciplined because you'll be blocking off opportunities that you could go on and and maybe by pursuing one of those opportunities, something really great is going to happen." And yes, that certainly can. I've certainly seen examples of that. But in the main, uh, you you kind of want to be executing and you want to be executing particularly if you involves other people so they can understand and keeping to, to be able to do that requires a, a certain degree of discipline and then in, in certainly in my experience where we've achieved the most it's been a real high discipline often generated by somebody who who can call the shots and coordinate things uh, that's a, a role that's that's underestimated in the in the goal of, of keeping things simple. Let's move on. Keeping people in sync. So this is the the near term team and the the kind of bigger team, extended team. Um, a number of elements to this inevitably. Uh, um, the first three of those I would describe as you know being keeping people in sync on the purpose. Hopefully the purpose doesn't change too much, but it might. You might get some results that kind of really shift the purpose. Keeping people in sync on the current state of play. I've certainly seen teams, sort of multiple teams all working towards uh, an aiming point that have got out of sync on the state of play. So one team experimenting on something that's seeking to find a solution that's already been solved. So that sounds so obvious, but you know, really easy for that. Uh, situation to, to crop up uh, and then the third element is around the results being seen so you know where we are experimenting making sure people are aware what is and is not working um, I think in the main the thing that's common and that I've seen work, work well in pretty much every uh agile set of delivery that, that I've seen is is a real powerful visualization of those three things the purpose, the state of play and the results being seen. Uh, and there's a whole host of ways to achieve that um, dependent on the environment. sometimes that's a very physical uh, display but you know quite often uh, teams are uh, geographically separated. so using tech to help you with that visualization super super important um so moving on so how do you achieve some of that beyond the visualization there's a big part here to play for uh high levels of interaction between team members and um very often that interaction is a replacement for lots of process uh and policies for for people to follow um i hear quite a lot that Interaction needs to be face to face. Um, Ideally, I guess it could or it would. uh, But I've certainly seen some really powerful teams work where they're not physically face to face, but they might be virtually face to face. And, you know, the thing I would draw out there is it's more about the emphasis of the content of the interaction rather than the medium. I think sometimes I was at an event last week and somebody was um, sort of stouting the the virtues of the face to face meeting physically in the same room. And, you know, if I had a preference, it probably would be that. But to be honest, I see lots of uh, situations where people are sitting in meetings where they're physically in the same room, bored to tears. It's more about the content. More about the content of the interaction than perhaps the medium that, that separates the, uh, the good and the great from the, from the less good. I think if you're doing that well and that interaction is, is helping, uh, you get to co-create and you get to share ideas before they're fully formed and, and hopefully um, through that co-creation come up with some better answers than you, than you could perhaps in, in isolation. So that's the kind of keeping people in sync. I'm going to move on. Um, Plans. So do you need plans if you're doing agile? Um, So I don't think I've come or worked in an environment where you've completely disregarded any plans. I would say the plans tend to have a shorter term time horizon, perhaps less detail in them. Um, but certainly uh, there are plans, um, you know, the plan of the, the next 24 hours and what uh, people are looking to achieve um, uh, is, is one element. But also how you marshal resources, perhaps over a six week period, um, you know, how you're going to going to approach that. I guess the distinction is for me uh, about this way of working is you're not planning around things that you really don't know or have any idea of um, how you're going to approach a particular subject. So you're taking, you're not doing lots of plans, which are highly based on guesses and, you know, too much optimism, bias, etc. That just means you end up spending lots of time uh, replanning things that Once you get a bit more of an idea about what's involved, uh, you can you can approach things with a bit more certainty. So having that again, that discipline to say, okay, we understand so much, but now we're going to stop and we're going to kind of start executing. So not getting too carried away with with those plans, but you do need something. Um, I've also seen uh, teams that, quite frankly, use agile as a bit of a cover uh to mask their their kind of lack of progress or their lack of discipline around execution, uh, which can cause all sorts of frustra- frustration frustration in the end users. Uh, and you know that that's just not just not helpful. And sometimes just having that, that shorter term horizon plan can can help uh, can help with the communication and making sure people are in sync, people are, are on the on the same page. OK, feedback uh, as a way of working. Now, I've talked about feedback in numerous of the last 19 podcasts I've done for Effective Challenge. And this this whole thing of feedback being a way of working, uh, you know, it's not, not an event is the, is the language that, that that I use, you know. Um, you know it's, it's, it's a continuous way of communication. Um, you don't get that for free. In my experience, you need to work hard at building trust and openness. So, people do trust each other, and once you trust each other, people are able to be a bit perhaps a bit freer and a bit more open about their comments about whether they are confident on achieving something, whether they are confident on a particular solution that somebody else is perhaps p- proposing, or whether they're actually they don't trust and they're not open, so they hold back, and you know, ultimately that, that can be the real downfall of, of the team. The other thing I think. Uh, I mean, it doesn't just apply to Agile, but it's certainly very prevalent in in Agile ways of working. Is that kind of, okay? so what's what's worked well over the last period since we last talked Uh, and then uh, looking forward and, you know, some of the things we might face and some of the things we might might want to do to avoid getting ourselves into into difficulty. Uh, So keeping that open dialogue going uh, is is super important. Uh, I'm going to quote quote somebody, uh, uh, Seth Godin. Um, you know, often is quoted. I won't quote it verbatim, but but, but basically saying the organisations need to be reckless to achieve change. Um, this is a really good example of you know being reckless uh, in 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 terms of what we're doing. So you might quite quickly find that your feedback is telling you some results that you might not like Um, that in itself in the short term might be okay because in the medium term there might and long term there might be some great things come out of being reckless I think the smart bit about the feedback here though is just acknowledging and understanding the environment you're in and what what it is ultimately you're you're looking to achieve Um, I'll use this example to kind of amplify the point but you know I don't want I don't want air traffic control kind of being reckless in the way that they do things. But if I'm in a highly innovative uh, environment that's looking to crack a, a really knotty, challenging problem, may, maybe I do want to be a bit reckless and try some things that, you know, you know ultimately we, we might um, rationalise ourselves away in, into not, not, not pursuing and, and not doing. I think that's in, that is important. So, yeah, just just understanding when and 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 how it's it's OK to be reckless and equally when it's not OK. So that's feedback uh, and the the way of working. So bringing on from the, the reckless point, the wider environment, uh, this is something I've seen a few organisations do uh, and. Uh, it's it's not really worked out for them. And that's kind of dropping agile into into an environment where everything else is perhaps delivering in a more traditional traditional method or certainly a method which is has longer term planning horizons Uh, and degrees of certainty about when something is going to be achieved Uh, that can cause also sorts of frustration. So assessing the environment and kind of looking at you know how agile might assist and help uh, and adapting if if you think actually you know short term horizons aren't aren't going to help with the kind of three year uh, budgetary cycle uh, or even one year budgetary cycle uh, that an organization is is operating within i think there are ways to do that uh, and i've certainly seen and And worked with a team that have have pulled that off. Well, uh, sort of segregating out their bit of the world and uh, allow being allowed, I guess, in inverted commas to treat some of the wider sets of organisational processes and policies uh, to one side to allow them to to pull off an agile way of working. And, and it kind of worked quite well and in actual fact it got, got extended into other parts of the organisation. So it, it is achievable. Uh, the final point I would say around this is the wider environment is looking at reward and recognition systems uh, and, and how aligned they are to a more agile way of working. Perhaps I would even extend that into perhaps in a, a more experimental way of working. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago had really pushed this uh uh it was in the context more on on innovation but they'd actually you know they had certain categories in their organization around awards uh and they'd had a big push on innovation and challenging themselves to do things differently and I'm not entirely sure sure how this one works in practice, but they'd created an award which was the best failure. So it was really recognising that, you know, it's not just about pulling off the ultimately being successful that we're going to recognise and and reward. I guess some of that is about how you approach the work. And um, Agile allows you to approach the work in in a way that means you don't have to get too far into something to know whether it's probably going to work or not, and so you're getting that regular drip feed of feedback so you can course correct. Um, so, there are my few observations about agile and creating an environment where um, agile kind of approaches are, are going to be able to to flourish. So, to to recap. Uh, you know, number one was was really around the importance of, of generating some big picture clarity on which you can, you can use your agile environment to deliver against. The second was around keeping things simple and the fact that we need to do real hard, often real hard prioritisation to achieve that simplicity for people to work on. The third was around uh, keeping people in sync and the importance of people you know, really staying connected to the purpose and the, the state of play with where things are and the results that are being seen and the fact that you know, communication is, is an interaction is, is paramount and very often that means that uh, that interaction, it's the content of the interaction that, that really is the uh, make or break rather than perhaps the medium. The fact that you will have plans in an agile environment, they're probably going to look quite different, though, and and very often have a a much shorter term horizon. Uh, uh, Feedback being a a critical part is, is a way of working that makes agile uh, come to life. And then the final point was just recognizing and giving uh, due consideration to the wider environment in which the agile uh, delivery mechanism is is looking to operate in. Listen, as always, I'm really interested in your feedback. Uh, any points you've got where you've seen perhaps agile working really well, perhaps things that have worked less well where it's perhaps descended into anarchy I'm interested in that we can always learn from other people's experience and it's great to share that around Uh, listen uh, drop me a line it's Damien D-A-M-I-A-N at effectivechallenge.com listen if you've enjoyed this I'd be super grateful if you could uh, give, 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 give a review love five star reviews um Also, you know, if I'm pushing my luck and you think there's other people that you feel might benefit from this content, uh, either this or the previous episodes, and, you know, we've got stacks coming up in the future. Uh, Listen, I'd be really grateful if you could share the podcast. This is all about um, sharing knowledge and information so people can can hopefully uh, improve their performance. Uh, I think that's it for episode 19, Agile or Anarchy, You Decide. Uh, Until the next time, stay well.